Everybody, welcome to Monday of this first week of Lent, our first full week of Lent. And man, we are starting off with a bang here with this gospel today. This is a time to be able to ponder. Oh, give us something to ponder here today. And don't be looking for conclusions with everything. Just, just some things for us to ponder here today with our gospel, most especially. So let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let's ask our wonderful God for his critical mercy. And Lord Jesus, you are the way. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, you are the truth. Christ, have mercy. And Lord Jesus, you are the life. Lord, have mercy. And may Almighty God have mercy on us. Forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. Convert us, O God, our Savior, and instruct our minds by heavenly, by heavenly teaching that we may benefit from the works of Lent. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the whole assembly of the children of Israel and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not steal. You shall not lie or speak falsely to one another. You shall not swear falsely by my name, thus profaning the name of your God. I am the Lord. You shall not defraud or rob your neighbor. You shall not withhold overnight the wages of your day laborer. You shall not curse the deaf or put stumbling blocks in front of the blind. But you shall fear your God. I am the Lord. You shall not act dishonestly in rendering judgment, nor neither show partiality to the weak or deference to the mighty. But judge your fellow men justly. You shall not go about spreading slander among your kin, nor shall you stand idly by when your neighbor's life is at stake. I am the Lord. You shall not bear hatred for your brother in your heart, though you may have to reprove him. Do not incur sin because of him. Take no revenge and cherish no grudge against your fellow countrymen. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. The word of the Lord. The precepts of the Lord give joy to our hearts. 
of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The command of the Lord is clear, enlightening the eye. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are true, all of them just. of my mouth and the thought of my heart find favor before you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit upon his glorious throne, and all the nations will be assembled before him. He will separate them one from the other, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep on his right, the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed by my Father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the very foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. A stranger, and you welcomed me. Naked, and you clothed me. Ill, and you cared for me. In prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you, a stranger, and welcome you? Or, or naked and clothe you? When did we see you ill or in prison and visit you? 
And the king will say to them in reply, Amen, I say to you, whatever you did to one of these least brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you are cursed from the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. Thirsty you gave me no drink. A stranger you gave me no welcome. Naked and you gave me no clothing. Ill and in prison you gave me no care. Then they will say, then they will answer and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or, or thirsty or a stranger or naked or ill or in prison and not minister to your needs? He will answer them, Amen, I say to you, what you did not do for one of these least ones, you did not do for me. And these will go off to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So there you have quite a gospel that has Scripture scholars wondering and pondering about so many things for so much, so many, for such a long, long time. What is the deeper meaning about all of this? And there's other questions like, what do we mean by eternal, everlasting here? What do we mean by being punished here? And I've said to you over and over again, God does not punish. What are we talking about here with all of that? Um, these are important questions, which I'm not going to try to engage here. I, I, I don't know that this is a place for them. Uh, follow your faith might be a, a place, which we'll talk about one of these days as we go through the catechism. And also, too, you know, maybe some of our adult faith formation class would be a good place to talk about those things, because that takes a little bit of uh, time to be able to do that one. But let me share with you one spiritual writer says about this gospel. He says, the criterion for judgment, and there is a judgment here in all this, in this story, is how those who appear before the judgment seat have treated their fellow human beings. Now listen carefully. No questions are asked about their attitude about God, their faithfulness to their duties, or to Sabbath laws, or any other laws. The activities that form the core of the judgment are what are, are, are what we would call works of mercy. The core of our judgment in this parable are works of mercy. Now, all of that can kind of have your head spinning a little bit, but let me just share all, having shared all that, take this in a different direction. Maybe a way to look at all this is to look at all this kind of symbolically and not see heaven and hell as some geographical place, which they are not. Heaven and hell are not geographical places, but see heaven and hell as inner realities of states of being inside of us, like this. Have you ever felt self-absorbed, unloved, trapped in addiction, hate, bitterness, overwhelmed with toxic shame and guilt? Ever been your experience? Sadly, I can admit some of that being my experience. That's hell. That's what hell is like. I remember one time in my earlier years, I just came to my mind. I shouldn't say this stuff when I'm talking online, but remember in my earlier years, I was in my early 20s, and giving the terrible lifestyle I was living, I got this, this kind of like interior vision where uh, if you continue this life you're living, you're going to hell. And I felt like 
I was already in hell. And I was a fear, this incredible fear, just sort of came over me. Part of that whole process of conversion in my life. I've witnessed other people that live life like that all the time. And um, these are things that wish to destroy and not to bring life. Now, if you ever felt loved, other-centered, compassion, free, loving, concerned, caring, free of all guilt and shame, that's heaven. And I have witnessed people like that too. You oftentimes are people I have witnessed like that. And I have experienced heaven just by being in your presence, seeks to give life and not to destroy. Maybe sometimes you feel like a goat. Maybe sometimes you feel like a sheep. Can it be something like that, as opposed to this very extreme left and left and right? Could this be inner realities we're talking about here? Maybe you felt like a sheep and seek to share the good news of Jesus in your life. So sometimes we feel like these things and we can come out of them and, and, and back and forth. Well, hopefully we want more and more to become like a sheep in all of this. So now that's just one way to look at all this. There's other kind of ways of looking at this gospel. I thought I would share that one because it might help us in our Lenten experience here. I thought it would help us as we ponder our own lives. Look at the worms again, as we did talk as we talked about on uh, Ash Wednesday. Look at the worms inside. Um, how can we become less and less like a goat in this regard, and more and more like a sheep? Here's my question for today. This Lent, how do we, through prayer, fasting, and almsgiving, become more and more and more like a sheep? God bless you, folks. Thank you. I hope that's helpful to get you thinking, pondering. Uh, not something that exhausts that story or that parable in any way, shape, or form, but maybe a dimension in which we can look at it that's helpful for ourselves. Looking forward to seeing you again tomorrow. Goodbye now.